0: Choosing a partner to help you achieve success in your business or personal finances is a big decision. You need a devoted advisor who's experienced and attentive and invested in helping you accomplish your goals. Hey, you know what that sounds like? Brady Marts. Brady Marts knows that you got a lot of options to choose from, but we're confident that Brady Marts is the right accounting firm for you. they got more than a half a century of experience making everyday count through tax, accounting, audit, and business advisory services, so... Contact Brady Marks to learn more about their unique solutions that they can provide you and your nonprofit.
1: Your organization is awesome, but sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author, Patrick Kirby.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kirby. And of course, we talk with people who are gonna help our small and medium-sized nonprofits. And sometimes the people who can help our small and medium-sized nonprofits are founders of small and medium-sized nonprofits. And with me today, founder of Hope Blooms, Kelly Krenzel, welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast.
1: Ah, thank you so much. We are so excited to be here today.
0: I'm very excited. Uh, what you do is so unique. It is so niche It is so unbelievably awesome that I'm very excited for everybody who's listening to hear about it because the backstory is great, the execution is great, and if you're watching this on YouTube or you see the video file on your uh, favorite social media channel, behind you, you actually have volunteers doing it, but if people are scrolling through iTunes or scrolling through YouTube and they might not know what it is, I would like to give you the uh, chance for a 5,000-foot view on who you are, what you do, and why we're talking today.
1: Sure. Sure. Perfect. Well, again, thank you so much for having me. Um, we, our mission truly at its, at its very essential core is to create community inside and outside of our walls. And we happen to do that in a really fun way. So, um, we inspire hope, happiness, and emotional healing through repurposed flowers. And so we take flower donations. Um, our, our nonprofit's a little unique in that we rely on donations of flowers and generosity, um, through monetary gifts and supplies and things um, to run every day and so we take arrangements that have maybe been used at uh, a special event or weddings or um, a celebration of life we partner with local wholesalers and brochures and we take things that would otherwise be discarded but still have a lot of beautiful life left into them we take them apart and we assemble them into beautiful bedside bouquets And those are delivered out to our community members in need all with one message. You matter. So really at the very core of what we do, like I said, is great community, but it's really, the flowers are almost the um, side effect or the after effect. And it's really just recognizing people for their pure value as a human being and saying, I see you, you're, you know, you may be going through a difficult time and you matter, you matter through all of it and you matter in this community. Um, I think it's uh, pretty safe to say that it is absolutely crucial to our uh, fundamental well-being as humans to know that we belong to something other than ourselves and something bigger than ourselves. And so that's really what we're trying to do is foster kindness and um, belonging in our community. And um, we serve a variety of different populations. And Patrick, you're going to have to stop me if you want, because I could talk all day, my friend.
0: <laughs> Listen, This is what makes this, uh, this episode so fantastic is because it's exactly the type of sort of inspirational like um, run through of what you do. And again, I love what you said about this, where it's less about the flowers that you deliver than the message behind getting people's mental wellness or well-being or joy back. In regardless of whatever situation they are, and not only do you do that, but you uh, employ—I'm going to say this in general—a uh, legion of volunteers to make sure that happens too. Right. So this is not just you soloing out Absolutely. of a out of a backyard, like you know, yeah. a greenhouse somewhere. You've got an right. army of folks helping. Right.
1: Absolutely. Um, truly without our beautiful community, Hope Blooms would not exist. And so while we started in the basement of my home with my husband being my very first volunteer, you know, two saw horses and a piece of plywood scenario <laughs> yep. and friends coming over, um, it's really with the help of our community has just, our mission has just blossomed, um, quite literally. And so we have hundreds of volunteers that come through our door every year. Um, uh, copious amounts of teams, whether that's like a corporate team building, or maybe it's your church or your mom's group. Um, lots of individuals who come through our doors um, as strangers, and they they meet this wonderful group of people, and they leave as friends and come back over and over and over again. Everyone from kids to, you know, Betty, who is uh, 87, has volunteered here. And so there's a place for everyone at Hope Blooms, just like there's a place for everyone to feel like they belong um, outside of our shop walls.
0: I think and, that's one of the unique situations, too, is that if you're a nonprofit and you're looking to say, hey, why don't I have the engagement that I should with your volunteers, is look to somebody like Kelly, who is really revolutionizing the way that you can volunteer or have volunteers. So I'm sure you have a litany of these, but I'd love you to share with the audience sort of a success story, or something that kind of made sure. you just smile extra hard in a place that probably makes you smile way harder than normal on a yeah. regular basis. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So I'll just quickly briefly tell you who we serve and then I'll give you one of those beautiful impact stories. And so our mission really started out. We serve serving the elderly population. Um, I was very much inspired by my sweet grandma, Frida, um, to found um, Hope Blooms. I used to garden with her and she was my very best friend and my best advocate and just the sweetest person um, ever. And so uh, I've always had a special place in my heart for our elderly folks. So I started out, um, we started out serving, and this will always be a core to who we are, to Hope Looms, serving our um, folks living in assisted living communities, nursing homes, um, memory care, partnering with um uh, meals on Wheels, getting you know flowers out to homebound seniors, things like that. Um, really trying to plug into those different um, places um, in our community that also are serving this population too, and lots of partnership there um, happens there. Um, and then we also, um, outside of that, we serve individuals just really going through a difficult time. Is that widows, go, you know, attending a support group? Women staying in our emergency shelters, if you can imagine them receiving a bouquet of flowers after they've you know escaped a night of violence and they've never received flowers a day in their life. And that could be the, literally the spark of hope they need to say, you know what, maybe I will be okay. Um, To folks receiving um, uh, treatment at our local cancer centers. Um, Really kind of the list goes on and on, just looking for those pockets of people in our community who could just benefit from that, that extra reminder. And, of course, as we've gone through the pandemic here, who couldn't, number one? Um, but we've really tried to um, – we do lots of random acts of kindness outside of our, our core. We serve about 70-plus, like, facilities and groups, types of, you know – of our population. But we also do lots of random acts of kindness, like doorstep deliveries. That's a fun thing for us to do is send some out with kiddos and families, load your kids up in your wagons and go door to door, pick a community, pick a, um, a, um, a neighborhood that's not your own. Sometimes kindness is uncomfortable and it's like a muscle and you have to flex it and use it and get it into shape. Um, and, um, so that's a really good exercise to do with kids and then um we've also been throughout the pandemic been serving our frontline workers and our emergency personnel our our educators at our local schools daycares again just looking for those people in our population who just really need it cuz this is hard stuff you know life is hard and it's a, it's especially hard right now
0: mhm any one that thing that sticks out particular oh, yeah. to you is like, what's, what's like the one that you're just like, that was the best. Yeah, I'm going to sure. do that again.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yes, we have lots of those and we see our bouquets end up, you just, you can't make it up. It's magic. They end up exactly where they're supposed to be. And so one of my all-time favorite stories is, um, has to do with yellow roses. So there was a group of teachers in our, um, that we were working with for a volunteer activity and there were like, I don't know, 20, 25 buckets of flowers. There only happened to be one bunch of yellow flowers. And as you recall, all of our flowers are donated. They all—they were yellow roses. And we give people really the autonomy to create what feels good. Just if you like it, chances are someone else will like it too, you know? And so someone decided, I'm just going to make a bouquet of all yellow roses. And so when they were out delivering at a local um, assisted living facility, um, they came upon a gentleman who received this bouquet and what's really fun is lots of times men receive our bouquets and they've never received them before. And so, but they remind them of someone. And so in this case, it reminded of, uh, him of his late wife because he used to buy her yellow roses every single week they were married and he got the only bouquet of all yellow roses. And so that is absolutely pure and meant to be. So that's one instance. And we've got countless stories like that.
0: I'm sure you do. And I think in the countless stories to successes, there's always challenges. And especially for the entrepreneurial like spirit of somebody who's going to have the audacity to start their own thing like this. Yeah. And over the last couple of years, I mean, challenges abound. What's one of them that you encountered and how in the heck did you get through uh, sure. something so uh, crazy and challenging?
1: Well, um, I think for us, like I had mentioned earlier, we are really reliant on the community a hundred percent. We're reliant on flower, flower donations. We're reliant on the donation of time and we're reliant on funding. We're a hundred percent fundraised. And so when you really look at what, what that takes just to, you know, nonprofits have all the same hopes and dreams and we need all the same things as a business, you know, and so staffing has been really, you know, um, just a challenge from the perspective of we've been here for five years and I've been a volunteer for almost all of it, you know, um, and I'm the leader of the organization. So how do you find the right fit for the very, very slim staff that we have with the flexibility of offering volunteer opportunities, nights, weekends during the day. And so really having to get creative by, um, assigning lead volunteers, um, uh, and, and looking at things a little bit differently. How can we shuffle some of that responsibility to a spot that makes sense? People feel, f- feel fulfilled and they can serve, you know, in a capacity that's meaningful th- for them, but also so helpful for such a tiny nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was really kind of two Patrick. And I'm just you give it,
0: really- you get to, you get to <laughs> you get, you get, you get carte, carte blanche. I think today on this episode, um, yeah. one of the things that I really love, um, about uh, chatting with organizational leaders like yourself, the ones who uh, decided that there was a gap and did it, was that you, uh, you do trial by error because there's no roadmap for this. Yeah. And and for those who are listening who have either started their own nonprofit or who are in the, the throes of beginning it, what's a tip or a trick that you would give Uh, Or a piece of advice that you'd give a nonprofit leader who's just starting out with the same big, hairy, audacious goals that you (laughs) once had, the things that you might have done differently or the things you would double down on going forward?
1: Um, I I think what's been key to our success as an organization, and and to me personally, is just straight out of the gate, knowing that I don't know it all. And Mm -hmm. not being afraid to ask questions, as, as basic as that sounds, you have to be open to vulnerability and to feedback and to, um, you know, learning in a way that might not always be comfortable for you. And so for me, I'm you know, I'm still everyday learning. I mean, I kind of say like I accidentally founded a nonprofit. I was just trying to do something good and it and it got momentum, you know, so asking a lot of questions and making sure that you get the right experts. For the different fields that you just need to know, whether it's legal or accounting or whatever it is, reaching out to people who can help you and not being afraid to just to, to rely on that because people, you know, they want to help. And so, um, yeah, so I think that's been like really helpful and it requires a certain amount of, I think, courage and vulnerability, though, to do that.
0: One of the hardest things that I think a nonprofit leader can do is, uh, oh, oh I, I can't do it by myself. And it's a great reminder, Kelly. I'm I'm, uh, I'm grateful for you. So for those who are listening and for those who are getting sent this, because I think you are going to like it and you are going to like it. <laughs> how do people get a hold of you? How do people yep. give to you? And then how do people volunteer? Give us all the details okay. that you can get a hold of Hope Blooms.
1: Wonderful. Um. So um. kind of our biggest resource out there is our website, of course, and that's just hopeblooms.org, H-O-P-E-B-L-O-O-M-S.org. So all of our information can really be found on there. But um, outside of that, um, info at hopeblooms.org is our email address. Um, Really to get involved, there's a variety of different ways. We'd love, love for you to volunteer. So if you go out to our website, there's actually a link to volunteering where we've got a volunteer interest form. And then we also have our volunteer, our open volunteer events Listed, so you can go out there and find those on the calendar. Additionally, um, you know, if you're out there and you can't find a date because we kind of fill up fast, we can always wiggle in a group. And so, just feel free to email us. And if you've got a group or a team that you'd love to bring in, we'd love to see you. And then also just a variety of other volunteer like ongoing oppor- uh, opportunities, like helping us, you know, do shop chores, clean jars, cut tags, put labels on, you know, uh, our mini jars. Um, Going to pick up flowers or deliver flowers, things like that. And then, of course, um, we also accept um, supply donations. So we have an Amazon wish list actually listed on our website as well under the donate, um, and that's where you can donate flowers, um, donate supplies, and then of course, um, financial um, gifts are always um, appreciated and needed too. And there's a link to donate on our website or um, our, our mailing address is on our website as well. So.
0: As soon as you are done, click on the show notes below and go click and donate and volunteer and do all the great stuff for Kelly. Uh, and follow us so on much. social. Yeah, We're, we're really active
1: on social media too. So follow us there.
0: All of the things, the most, Insta- the most Instagrammable <laughs> nonprofit I know of, uh, is you're the one you're listening to now. So go grab a spot, go grab a place to donate and, uh, and go support, uh, your hope blooms because it's pretty awesome. Thanks so much for being a guest on the official do good, better podcast. Thanks so much for what you do. Thanks for the impact that you make. It's pretty fun to see you, uh, from start to finish do such amazing things in our community. So thank you. Thanks for being a guest on the official do good, better podcast. Thank you so much. Look, as someone who listens to the show, you know that I love helping small and medium-sized nonprofits. That's why we bring on the awesome experts and guests that get to talk to you about how to make your organization more awesome. So I've got a deal for you. I would like to help you. I would like to work with you. So if you're go to dogooduniversity.com, that's do good. Why? and you register for one of the courses, I'm going to send you my best-selling book, Fundraise Awesomer, A Practical Guide to Staying Sane While Doing Good for Free, because I really want you to do amazing work. Listen, dogooduniversity.com. Go pick out something, whether it's a board training or a gratitude training or whatever webinar you want to choose. Um, Use the promo code podcast. Take 25% off of anything that you purchase and... I'm going to throw in a book as well because I want you to do awesome. I want you to do awesomer, and I want you to do good better. Go to dogooduniversity.com today.